It's the report that most Cardinals fans have been waiting for, that quarterback Kyler Murray and the franchise are on the same page moving forward. And why Pro Football Focus's most improved Cardinal is a big-time issue. We're getting into that and more on this episode of Locked On Cardinals. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Let's go. Yeah. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? Rise up, Red Sea. It's a Friday edition. Wrapping up a big week of shows here on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, follow along on Twitter. At Bob Brack, at Clancy's Corner, and at Locked On AZ Cards for great daily content. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Over 2K and rising. We appreciate each and every one of you checking us out. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We're free and available across all platforms. No paywalls, no Patreon, no nothing. We're free. We're available. All you have to do is put up with Alex's horrible live reads, and, and Woo! that's it. That's all you got. We'll tell you about a delicious built bar and why it's great for you. Bet online, all the great stuff that you need. Also, talking about great stuff that you need, Kyler Murray. Arizona Cardinals, Jane Slater, NFL Network reporting that the two sides are on the same page going forward, Alex. This has got to be the report everybody's been awaiting. Yeah, and, you know, the people on Twitter now when this comes out, I told you everything's fine. You have no idea if everything was fine or not, okay? That was what you would lend to believe when situations like this arise. Player unhappy, Often, you know, front office doesn't say anything. Conversation behind closed doors, everything's fine. Now, if your, you know, if your favorite quarterback went through what Kyler Murray went through the last two seasons, the second half of the, of of the last two seasons, even though he was, you know, part of the downfall, there would be question marks surrounding his thought process as well, especially for a guy that has never lost before, really. And if you think, if you tell me that he didn't win in college, look at his stats. Okay, winning in college is different. They in the in the playoff against Alabama, Alabama was spotted 21 points because that defense was terrible. And Kyler Murray outscored Alabama the last three quarters. Look at the numbers. Okay. It's glad it's I'm glad that this is going to be a non-issue for now. Free agency hasn't even started. The draft that draft hasn't started. The general manager doesn't hasn't started doing his job yet this offseason. I think he's still the GM. We haven't heard from him since the downfall, but all in all, through now. Through Friday, February twenty fifth, everything is fine. But that doesn't mean this is an oh, this is a shut case yet. Yeah, it, it's definitely not. I mean, we're not going to see Kyler Murray, Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, the trio skipping through a field of daisies, pretending like everything's all right. Anytime in a relationship somebody scrubs their social media, and in getting back to the relationship analogy, like there has to be some sort of like recontracting here, like some communication between both sides. And it has to be encouraging, though, as Arizona Cardinals fans, that there there has been communication. You would assume that there's been communication, at least between the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray or Kyler Murray's representation saying, hey, you're a quarterback. We're going to work out this extension. You know, we're not, you know, you see the reports about Adam Schefter saying he would, that Lamar Jackson shouldn't step on the field until Inc. is on a new deal. You know, the, the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray aren't there yet. You like that there's communication, but also, realization I think from both sides like we talked about earlier this week Cliff Kingsbury Steve Kime 
better have had the realization that once number one's out that building, you guys are shortly following. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury's wagons are hitched to Kyler Murray. And if he went and he was playing in a different uniform, I know people will bring up, look, Michael Bidwell is attached to Steve Kime and they're, they're skeptical that he would make a move. But that's it. That, I mean, that's detonate time. If, if Kyler Murray, you can't make him happy. So there are a couple of encouraging things, but yeah, absolutely. There has to be work done going forward to repair this little rift. I, I'm not buying into that. This was a big, big, big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's fair, but again, it needs to be reported on. And that's something people miss. You forget sure. what we do every day. What we do is talk about the Cardinals. Okay. So the thing where it's like, Oh, no big deal. Let's move on to something else that isn't happening. Let's let's make something up. No, you talk about what's in front of you. You try to deduce why it's happening, and then you move on. And hopefully, moving forward again, February twenty fifth, baby, got a long way to go. We're still in the month that the Super Bowl was played in from last season. We've got a long way to go. And the thing with Lamar Jackson, it's an interesting point. And I agree, even though I don't know if, if I'm Baltimore, I'm not giving him forty million dollars a year personally. I may give him thirty, but. The beauty of the beautiful part right now is that Kyler Murray still has the excitement of the unknown when it comes to big games. Lamar Jackson, you've known, you've seen him play in a lot of big games, playoff games, especially the Tennessee game stands out. You know, it was bad two years ago or three, however many years ago, three years ago. It was terrible. It was a bad performance on the biggest stage when he needed to throw the team back into the game and he couldn't. So, with Kyler Murray, he is a passing quarterback who happens to run. Lamar Jackson's turned into more 50-50, but his best skill set is in front of the line of scrimmage, not behind it. He's getting better by the day. But with Kyler Murray, yeah, the, the excitement of the unknown could lend to be a huge leverage uh, play for Kyler because they haven't played a lot of important games, so you could still be like, oh, well, he will perform. Let's pay him earlier. Right. And, I mean, people get sometimes overwhelmed or kind of tantalized by – the Vegas odds and you see other teams names and you see favorites to acquire Kyler Murray and they kind of get thrown off by that. It's just, they're taking your money. I mean, a Kyler Murray trade is basically just lighting your, your money on fire right now. It really is like they would at least to start this season, they would at least keep Kyler Murray. It would start with him being inactive. If they came to some place where they couldn't get to the, on the same page. And, and the good news is, according to Jane, Jen Slater of NFL Network, they're in, in a good shape right now. And it's nice to hear a couple of weeks before the offseason. I'm curious, you know, was there some sort of communication between the organization and Kyler Murray and his representation? Like, and not only are we going to probably extend you, that, that's inevitable, but we're going we're gonna to really focus on surrounding you with the offensive talent, that, talent that's necessary. The guy, you tell us, and we're going to listen to you this time. Like, remember when we had the eighth overall pick and we didn't take CeeDee Lamb, your, your boy out of Oklahoma, and he went on to be a solid receiver for the Dallas Cowboys and we took, you know, this this Swiss Army Knife linebacker who's a, who's a good player. But we're going to listen to you. You want us to get an offensive lineman in the draft? We're going to look at the, the best candidates there at 23 overall or being aggressive in trading up or trading down. Or, you know, do you want... Who do you want in the backfield with us? You want us to try to bring back Chase Edmonds or James Conner? Like they need to be picking his brain because at this point, like it, it's not, he's just a young, ignorant, young quarterback. He's the franchise quarterback going forward. And I think everybody realizes that now it's just for, it, it's time for him to take his game from good to great. And that's going to take an effort from both Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals as an organization.
Here's yeah, here's so, one. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's Go all. Ahead. No, it's true. I mean, this is just this is the first hurdle that has been stepped over in the 400 meter Olympic race. I mean, that's really as far. We're really that far away. Now, th- there is, you know, to come out of the gates with some good news. I think there's some bad news. The Arizona Cardinals did a good job in identifying a goal line type running back. Uh, James Conner was an absolute, just immense success for this team. 18 total touchdowns. They, they signed him for just over a million dollars in free agency. And he was just, you know, he was probably in the conversation with the team MVP. But according to Pro Football Focus, he was the most improved Arizona Cardinal. That's a big issue for me. I'll, we'll see what Alex's thoughts are. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Bob Rack, at Clancy's Corner, at Lockdown AZ Cards. Football might be in the rearview mirror. Basketball, full steam for both pro college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to the next fired coach, where is he going to land? BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. And it's not just hoops. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC Head over to the website today. Use your mobile device. That's your cell phone. Learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Check out the Lockdown NFL podcast on YouTube. Thanks, of course, for making the Lockdown Cardinals podcast your first listen and first view. Make sure you're following Lockdown NFL, Lockdown experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday. I'm there on Monday. Alex is there on Thursday. You guys had a fun exercise about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. If you missed it, check it out. That's Thursday's episode. It's on YouTube, and it's, of course, wherever you find podcasts. It's uh, the most fun you can get, most insight you can get about the NFL in less than 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now, you guys were talking about Aaron Rodgers, right? It would be uh, Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams if you're the Green Bay Packers, right? And, and the Green Bay Packers, who should they be more um, trying to bring back Devontae Adams as a you had free to pick one. To yeah, you had to pick one. Who'd you go with? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. And it was, it was no, I mean, it's like Aaron Rodgers. And my whole thought process was Aaron Rodgers. In that offense, Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Dillon, and Aaron Jones could win six games by themselves. The defense is really good, and I'd rather trust Aaron Rodgers to elevate a wide receiving core over Devontae Adams needing to be elevated by Jordan Love or if they were to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, the Packers without Devontae Adams is still a top 20 offense, and the Packers without Aaron Rodgers and with Devontae Adams would be 25th best. You know, 24th best, something like that. So I take Aaron Rodgers. What about you? I mean, is that crazy? I always take the quarterback if they're top tier. Yeah, I think that that's, that's pretty easy. That Devontae Adams without, uh, we'll see what it looks like. They're, they've got a lot of work to do cap-wise to enable, to bring him back. Um, even the franchise tag him, they're going to have to rework Rodgers' deal. And he's sending cryptic tweets. And, you know, he's, you know, expressing gratitude for the reported ex-fiance. And all, you know, that drama continues. It's like, you think Kyler Murray's, a dramatic story and it's a saga. It's like Aaron Rodgers is saying, "Here, hold my kombucha. Let's uh let me show you what a real drama dramatic thing is with the Green Bay Packers and myself." So we'll see what happens there, but yeah, I mean I I think erring on the side of the quarterback is the most important position in in all sports and we've seen this organization that we cover, the Arizona Cardinals, what they look like with a bad quarterback, a pedestrian quarterback and guys that can play at a high level. It just takes every team that they have and elevates them. Um, and that's why I think that it's so important. It's so important that the Arizona Cardinals uh, keep Kyler Murray happy. And Jane Slater's uh, report, Jane Slater's report about him in the Cardinals being on the same page moving forward is so 
important. When I look at Pro Football Focus, though, tabbing James Conner, their most improved player, it's a little disheartening. Uh, it just continues to throw salt into the wound that this general manager that the Cardinals have employed since 2013, been in the organization for 20-plus years, he continues to miss in the draft. Like, it's it's a great story. Everybody is cheering for James Conner. I'm not, this is not an indictment on James Conner, his performance, he was he was spectacular for the Arizona Cardinals. He was money in the bank inside the five-yard line. But for a 25-year-old, you know, one-year free agent addition to be your most improved player, when you have players, when you have guys on your roster that you have drafted in the first and second rounds, not even really be in the conversation. Third round, it's Josh Jones's uh, situation. Like Josh Jones, Isaiah Simmons, all those. Andy Isabella continues to be on the roster. Like. None of those guys could have popped. Like, nobody could have. I, I don't know if it's just because James Conner had just such an eye-popping year. Like, 18 touchdowns is nothing to turn your nose up at. But it's still, it's disheartening that the Arizona Cardinals didn't have a younger player earn that kind of award or accolade from pro football focus. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this. And the James Conner signing and his production on a team that could maintain positivity and winning games throughout the season, that is a Super Bowl offseason signing. 1.3 million, 18 total touchdowns, team wins the Super Bowl as he's part of the offense that takes a whole that takes the whole league by storm. Unfortunately, it fell short, but like Steve Kimes, that was one of his best offseasons. Like that's tied with the Kelvin Beecham signing from a couple of years ago. I know it's completely different. But bookending DJ Humphreys on the right side, bringing Calvin Beecham in late in the offseason so they didn't have to deal with Andre Smith or whoever they were moving to the right side. That It's equal because, you know, it didn't really amount to how far you wanted it to, how far you wanted them to go. But that 1.3 million, 18 total touchdowns, if he would have gone to, that's a LeGarrette Blunt thing in New England. That's exactly what that is, where it leads directly to wins. And you win a Super Bowl by signing a guy like that. Unfortunately, the Cardinals don't have the infrastructure to be as strong as the Patriots or another team that would do that. But that's what a LeGarrette Blunt signing always led to for the Patriots. Didn't matter who it was. It was one offseason signing that would lead to victory way more than the Cardinals did. But yeah, no, I agree. It, it is. It's And that is part and parcel of saying that he can't draft. He got lucky with this guy and they still couldn't put it together because the rest of the roster is so fragile that and so not deep that a couple of people get injured and then everything falls apart. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a case where James Conner was just so, you know, had such eye popping numbers and his grade for pro football focus increased between his previous season in Pittsburgh and this season with Arizona, but still like there was room for improvement from the rookie class in 2020 to 2021 guys that were in the draft classes in previous years, Byron Murphy in that case too. There's just, there was a lot of young guys. When you look at this, did you see enough of improvement though outside? Because you and I, we, we sometimes pan pro football focus because of the rankings and their grading system. I think it's, it's flawed a lot of times and it's, it's more just numbers and it's not really looking at and watching the game. When you, did you see enough from guys like Byron Murphy Isaiah Simmons, maybe I think I know the answer to Josh Jones. Early on, he was kind of a he was awesome, but he struggled immensely down the stretch. 
Did you see enough from those young guys to be encouraged for next season with those guys? I mean, Isaiah Simmons, sure. You know, you, we've, you've seen enough, but no. No. I mean, the biggest concern for Rondo Moore was he was injured. He was injured half the year. They misused him for half the year. Uh, he had one good game, one long touchdown. He's a fantasy darling for two days. He had 11 catches for 60 yards in another game, and that was it. That was all she wrote. So, again, let me just remind you, and I'm not trying to be terse here, but just because you can name rookies that they drafted doesn't mean they were impactful. Right. Yeah, well, what about Isaiah Simmons and Rondé Moore? That's cool that you can read a roster. That doesn't mean that they were impactful. Now, Isaiah Simmons took strides, but these were the strides we were supposed to see at the end of last year, not in the middle of this year. The whole learning curve is completely skewed, and I don't know – you know, um, Johnny Venerable, who does who, who works for another um, podcast platform here in the Valley, he thinks that it's Van Joseph's fault for not playing these young guys. I think the young guys aren't ready to play yet. So you have a guy that's been in the league for two decades, knows when guys aren't ready to play. It's not his fault that Steve Kahn can't draft properly. He's not going to play guys just because they were drafted in the first round if they're not ready to play. So, Zayman Collins, how can you say that looking looking to the future is is bright? Because he made one behind the line of scrimmage tackle in the first game of the preseason, like that was it. It's like I remember Ron Wolfley. He, Zayvon Collins. It was the first or second defensive snap. He's in the backfield, tackled somebody. And they're like, "Oh, he's gonna be great." It's like, mm. shut up. Like I don't see redeeming qualities. Sure, trust that it's gonna work. No, Josh Jones played terribly the majority of the year penalized like and again we've seen flashes we've seen peaks and obviously no player is perfect but man if you're telling me that any of those guys after what we've seen so far outside of maybe isaiah simmons how do you have trust in the future it's an interesting I mean, am i wrong no like, it's an interesting it, it's debate no it's an interesting debate and i think it, it also comes down to where the team's focus is to start the year to come out of the gates hot and where it's probably with their inability to finish the last couple seasons maybe where they should focus coming uh going into the 2022 season this time of year we've pretty much given up on our new year's resolutions but this year i'm sticking with it built bar built bar is my secret weapon it's the most delicious protein bar out there it tastes just like a candy bar but it's got the nutritional factors that you need to where you're not just like throwing empty calories and, and just putting a candy bar down your gullet and saying, hey, this is nice tasting. It has everything you want from a protein bar right there in a candy bar tasting protein bar and Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. It's one of Built Bar's most best tasting bars. The Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow, and they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars, they have 130 calories, so you're not breaking the calorie break there. You have four grams of sugar, very low as, as far as grams of sugar are concerned, four net carbs, and 17 grams of muscle packing protein. That's what you want. Compared to a candy bar, which is like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. That's not what you want. You want Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's interesting listening to Alex uh, wrapping up the last segment there about uh, the Arizona Cardinals and you know Johnny Venerable from uh, PHNX uh, Sports. is the, the Arizona, the PNHN NX Cardinals podcast. Um, 
about Vance Joseph and, and what, where, you know, the role that he's playing as far as these players and their maybe lack of development because of their lack of playing time. And I think that as the Arizona Cardinals and, and you hear about Cliff Kingsbury self-scouting, you know, how he can help Kyler Murray at the quarterback position better. It's like organizationally, this team needs to, this, this franchise needs to self-scout. And I think that they need to be more willing to let players especially early in the season fail on the field so that they can get through those, those issues and that they're geared up for at, at the end of the season, instead of seeing their playing time deteriorate, like get guys out there, get guys, especially your first round picks, your high round picks, your first, second and third round guys, let them fail out there. And then hopefully like learn from their mistakes and become better football players for down the stretch. Yeah. That's the whole goal of all of this. Draft young, have inexpensive employees, and then cultivate them through. Now, I truly believe, and this is not, this has nothing to do with Cliff Kingsbury's play calling whatsoever. The fact that you have a head coach that doesn't know where the defensive locker room is, so to speak, there's got to be a disconnect there when you have two bosses. If you have two bosses, you have zero. Cliff Kingsbury's job is to lead a team. If he doesn't know anything about one side of the ball, how are you going to get 21-year-olds to buy in? Like, I, I just don't – there's got to be a better way to do it. And I think that, obviously, if they're not ready right away, that's not Cliff's fault because they, they, were, they weren't drafted at the right time, you know, or in the first round or whatever. If they were third-round pick, you give them more time to grow because they're not a first-round pick. But I can't help but think that if Vance Joseph is their head coach and Cliff Kingsbury is the offensive head coach – there's got to be a disconnect. There's got to be a bridge that's not being gapped. That's well, being there's a huge gap between. Look at like Josh Jones in his second season, kind of redshirted his first season for the most part. Was only kind of playing special teams and like jumbo packages on the offensive line. But like Josh Jones, Rondell Moore, offensive guys that were drafted in this organization, they got plenty of reps last season, in my opinion. Like when you looked at Annie Isabella's career. I don't know if they were learning from the mistakes as far as any Isabella, but I felt like he got ample opportunity before he went on his inactive streak that he was out there getting the snaps necessary to develop as a wide receiver in the system. And it just never happened where I feel like on the defensive side of the football, it's just not happening. You're seeing Zayvon Collins get out there and yeah, he doesn't look like he belongs out there. Like he sure against third, four stringers for the Dallas Cowboys and Kansas city chiefs in preseason. That's fine. But for the most part, he was there was a hat on a hat every time. Like Zayvon Collins was getting picked up by blockers. It seemed like every play because he was he was te- he, he was just he wasn't out there just reacting and, and moving as athletic and physically and it, utilizing his speed as much as you possibly would have liked. When you look at a scouting report coming out of college, I mean that's a that's a big issue. And you know if you're using like an office analogy, you know there's there's like your old dogs, the people you can rely upon. But as far as are they going to be innovative? Are they going to be able to kind of take it to the next level? Like, sure, they can do the work and it's going to be fine. The work's going to be great. But is it going to take you to the next step? And you need those new dogs in there to to really, really kind of fail. And and sports is like the best opportunity to fail and and learn from your mistakes. I think the Arizona Cardinals, there was an emphasis last year on early success. They looked at their schedule. They said, hey, we we can build a big lead here. And then they just ran out of steam and their players, like the guys that they, they had confidence in, they weren't good enough 
and the players that they invested in, especially in the draft, they weren't ready. Yeah, the whole next man up thing doesn't really work when you don't trust a bunch of guys on your roster. Yeah. Because that's what the Cardinals needed was a next man up mentality like every other NFL team in NFL history who went through injuries to some of their key players. I mean, it's wild that the card. Well, everybody got hurt. Everybody always gets hurt. Everybody always get like that's. This is the frustrating part about this is. I use the word ecosystem a lot. The ecosystem is fractured. And the only way to mend it is to remove one person who's in charge of the ecosystem. And that's Steve Kime. It's not happening, unfortunately. I mean, it's just not and happening. It just sucks. Like, this is Friday, man. I thought we were going to have fun. I already have, I'm pissed off enough that you're my co-host <laughs> sometimes. I mean, the fact that we have to talk about Steve, like, there's so, and I, you know what? I've actually reached out to a bunch of friends. Jody Ayler, uh, Fox Sports 910, who Bo and I both worked with and for um, in, in different in different times of our careers. I texted him a few days ago, and I'm like, dude, when you're doing this every day, how can you remove the negativity from it and still seem rational when you're talking about the future? And he's like, you know, and, and I agree. I mean, it's and we kind of had the same thought. It's like, well, you talk about positive things, like this is what needs to happen. And you're like, well, and you have to acknowledge that Steve Kime is still there. So it kind of weakens, it dims the future light of what could potentially happen unless he potentially changes everything he's ever done in his entire career, which is what we say every single time. Like, well, maybe this year will be different. Definition of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't leave you on a high note. I mean, it's a mock draft Monday. Come Monday, we'll have our our latest three-round mock draft, and uh, we'll continue to preview the Arizona Cardinals' upcoming offseason. We talked about how we haven't heard from Steve Keim. Depending on what happens with the combine, I got to imagine that's going to be the first time we're going to hear from the Cardinals' GM between now and, uh, I mean, I think that's the first time we'll hear from him for sure. Uh, Give his thoughts on the season and what, what went down with Kyler Murray, at least what he'll give us as far as this that saga goes, but um, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. As far as the NFL scouting combine, we know that they're trying to figure out how that's going to look if the prospects are even going to work out this year. So Steve Kime, we still have to hear from him. We'll see if Cliff Kingsbury's in tow as well. Uh, a lot coming up. Just getting started here in the off season uh, with the Arizona Cardinals in this podcast, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy. Former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. Crocker! They're breaking down the NFL draft every day. Prospects, NFL front office. It's free, available wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Monday.